Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Fashion Lab again, the first ever fashion business radio show to go live in the world. My name is Liz Ogumba Regisford and t- today's show is a uh, part 2 of what we discussed last week. We are discussing pop-up retail concept and is this a feasible marketing strategy for fashion brands and designers in the continent? Um, as Fashion Lab, we definitely care about the business behind fashion. And that is why we are sitting here with some amazing people um, from the continent who are playing a really big role in um, elevating the fashion industry here. Um, sitting here with me in studio, obviously, is my... Usual culprit, <laughs> <laughs> uh, co-host Morwick Peterson. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, looking beautiful in this ensemble. Could you just describe to our listeners? Oh, thank you, thank you, Liz. I love just the way <laughs> you bring me in. He just loves to wait for me to say, "What are you wearing?" But go ahead. I love the way you bring me in. I think it's it's this dark red suit. It has a little bit of a black. You know, the color has a little bit of a black in. Um, I have on the sneakers. I've been listening quite a lot to to Nicola Cooper, and you know, she's been guiding me as to. And what I have to wear and, um, yeah, but I mean, you look absolutely amazing too, Liz. I love that blue, is that, blue that you have on. It looks absolutely amazing. Thank you guys. I try to keep up you know, <laughs> in this fashionable environment. Um, in studio, we also have our trend analyst, Nicola Cooper. Hey. Who's looking, um, nice in black and always has the red accessory up there. Nicola, you want to describe to our listeners what you're wearing? Um, rocking a very, very casual look today. Um, it's an, a, a wide sort of a V, uh, jumpsuit with, with a sports kind of top underneath it. I, I, I was going to wear sneakers, Mo, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a heel girl. So I was like, oh, no, I can't. Only on Sunday. Thank you. Keep the heels high, honey. We love the heels. Um, we definitely would love to encourage you who are listening to, um, tune in, um, connect with us on Twitter. Let us know what subject matters you would like to hear us dissect. Let us know what you think we are not talking about that we should actually discuss to be able to elevate the fashion industry in the continent and be where we need to be when it comes to business. This is where we hold it down every Friday, 1 to 2 Central Africa time. Keep it locked right here. And before we move on into our very interesting topic, I was just mesmerized. No, me too. Me too. I had about this launch, the Sony launching an underwater pop-up shop in Dubai. Yes. I don't know if anyone's heard about that a few months ago. And it's an interesting, um, interesting, uh, I mean, it's, people are taking no. this thing to the under the water. We're probably going to take I it know. to the sky. What do you guys think? I, I, I think when I read it, and you know, like you actually have to have scuba diving lessons, and you need an instructor to go down to this pop-up um, shop. <laughs> I'm like, it's it's is it technology or what is happening? Do, do people really want to go that far? You know, in like going underwater to go and look at a pop-up store. I can I. I and like going through the to, training as well. I'm trying to imagine how does this whole thing work underneath the water. It's absolutely insane. Nicola, I mean, I'm sure you would do it. You one of them <laughs> just scuba dive and go down. And I'm sure Ned will also do it. You know? <laughs> I, I think it's, it's, you know, we've been speaking about pop-up shops and it's, it's about the experience mm-hmm. and it's about the narrative. It's about, 
you know, word of mouth, yeah. if you've done that, the marketing is just so easy. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know what I did last week? Uh, you know, I, I yeah. went deep sea diving and went to a pop-up shop. But, I mean, it's the same as we've been tracking pop-up stores or at least concept stores um, or installations, mm-hmm. um, you know, around the world where it's it's about experiencing a lifestyle and it's mm-hmm. about encompassing a lifestyle. It's not just about... Uh, putting clothes on display, um, you know, and it is really a, a, a ro- along the lines of that sneaker store in New York that's behind a soda can dispenser where you put your money in, you, the door opens, and you go downstairs <laughs> to the most elite space. Jenny? Yes, I think um, pop-up stores and concept stores, if we're talking about both of them together, um, can be a, a, a reaction against... Online shopping. Online shopping, you go on, you click on the, the item you want, you pay for it, it gets delivered. It's a very emotionless experience. Mm-hmm. And counteracting that, um, a good pop-up shop will give you an experience as well as the goods you came to buy. Absolutely. So it goes beyond just shopping and the same goes for good concept stores yes um it's it's about creating an experience the shopping is almost secondary to it obviously Mm. without the shopping they're not going to survive the business of shopping but i think a pop-up shop that can give you an amazing experience as well as just um what you're looking for. Yeah. What you're looking for. But would you do it, Jenny? I mean, you being our Anna Winter in South Africa and being so beautiful like you're sitting here. I mean, I, can, I, I, I picture you in your scuba diver thing, but I'm sure it will be absolutely gorgeous. Do Chanel do a scuba diver <laughs> I actually think they do because they do do a surfboard. They've got the most amazing rugby ball in the in their office in Johannesburg. And, and what do you think, Annette? What, what, what do you think about that whole underwater um, pop shop um I'm not so sure about the underwater <laughs> so I would love to experience it to see what what the clothes are doing and how they they solve the issue with fabrics and <laughs> waterproof so me too Henny what do you think well, being a scuba diver myself, I, mean, oh. I actually enjoy something like that. <laughs> Excuse us. <laughs> anyway, you know, I think obviously pop up the pop up shop concept is something that I think we really need to take seriously as African fashion brands and uh, designers because um, it's a very affordable affordable way to test your product. We're we're taking so much time. Producing all of these things by the time you're done with production and you want to distribute, you got probably a hundred no's and you're thinking, Oh gosh, I could have done something differently. So we're definitely encouraging the listeners, the African fashion um, brands and uh, retailers out there to consider using this as a concept to test the market. It's affordable. It's smart. You actually get to bring in your people and your yes. clientele into a space that you want them to be. You curate it and create it. Create the experience. It's just, I think it's just, it's brilliant. Absolutely. I think it's brilliant. But back to our topic of discussion again, obviously we are talking about the pop-up retail concept and is it a feasible marketing um, strategy for fashion brands in the continent? We're joined in studio by our special guests, Jenny Andrew, who's a freelance stylist, contributing fashion editor for Wanted magazine. We've also got fashion designer Henny for Rogwear. And we have the fashion agent herself, Annette Pringle, in the house. 
And um, just a quick reminder before we continue and get deep, uh, please, for those who are tuned in again, do not forget to start thinking about who you want to address and why. We've got this very fun segment at the end of the show. It's my favorite segment. Mm-hmm. And we normally talk about who we want to address and why. And it could be a good reason. It could be a bad reason. But it doesn't really matter. It's just something to lighten up uh, the load after our heavy um, conversations. Um, keep your tweets coming in. Fashion Lab AF or Insta us at Fashion Lab Africa. Annette, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 Annette, really sorry, Liz, just to come in there. I'm, I'm so excited that we have Annette um, in studio, you know, because what Annette is doing is what we spoke about um, last week on the first part of the show is how she curates um, that whole um, showroom thing that, that you got going with with SA Fashion Week. And yeah. that's how I understand it. So it's also nice. And, you know, thanks that we have Jenny also within the studio. But I think for me, more what Annette is doing is what I understand. But I just wanted to come in there and just say that I'm very excited um, that we have Annette um with us in studio. Thank you, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We're excited to be here. We're, we're all excited to be seeing all of these beautiful people here. Uh, Annette, you've built up a reputation of representing some of the top South African fashion brands and designers, and apparently only the multi-label training agent, trading agent right now. Uh, you've for got a wholesale for South Africa. Yes. yes, you've also got a wholesale showroom. Um, obviously, you're exposing them to over 900 buyers in the country. How would you say that has increased visibility for these designers you represent? And is the pop-up uh, concept also playing such a big role um, during? I mean, through your strategies of how you also help push the brands into different stores? Definitely. Um, so. How the development was over the past years. So we're doing this now four years and, um, it's amazing how the buyer's database has grown. So when Lucilla approached me to venture into the business of a wholesale showroom, a platform, a B2B platform, that's very mm-hmm. important. Um, it's not, we're not selling to the end consumers. So we sell mm-hmm. to the retailers, to the boutiques, to the online stores. That's, that's what we do. And we also offer press sourcing services. So the fashion media comes to us and sources the sample collections. And, uh, I mean, we started off with like under a hundred buyers and we now over 950, which doesn't mean that they all buy. So to give you an indication, we work with 10% of them. So we have 75 active buyers we deal on a regular basis they write orders um, with South African designers and for the past SA Fashion Week buyers lounge which is hosted by SA Fashion Week we had like a record of 142 saying yes we coming and then like 70% really came you know how it goes you have to yeah, follow but up but I yeah. think just, 70% is good yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it's over 90 buyers and uh, and that's a first and also menswear is growing a lot so yeah. the menswear buyers are increasing and and that's very good to see and and we had the big department stores i mean you know that edgar's is the official sponsor of sa fashion week retail sponsor and we also had other department stores such as stutterfords there which was a first so mm. it's really important to to look at south african designers from a retail point of view yeah and that's i i find it very interesting um everything that you just mentioned now because when i look at what you're doing i think about um and the fashion houses overseas, you know, mm. where designers showrooms, have yeah. the showrooms yeah. and have the sample ranges mm. up for different retailers and boutiques Correct. to come in. Mm. And I think it's, it, it's such a good thing. What I ask myself is, 
Um, at the point that you're going, I mean, with 25 years of experience mm. doing what you're doing, and right now in South Africa, why don't we have a proper big fashion house? Okay, maybe not very big at large. I mean, we're still growing, but why are we not there yet where we have exactly what you're doing in a, a permanent facility where any buyer from all over can just come in and find each and every type of designer in South Africa Mo, and I'm maybe gonna abroad. interject before Annette okay. answers that. I think Annette's role is so pivotal and she is sort of the leader in this. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. not being done before. Yeah. And I I'm hoping Annette's legacy is that big fashion house yeah, because yeah. I think with her ex- international experience landing in South Africa, I I, I understand the fashion agent to be so, so pivotal. Annette, sorry <laughs> for you. interrupting you. I had <laughs> to say that. Yeah, and that's definitely where we're striving to, you know, like also getting a bigger space mm-hmm. so that each designer can be represented in the world, in, in the lifestyle, in the culture they want, and they're willing to the pop-up shops. So I encourage all the designers we work with to do pop-up shops. And for example, Air is very good in that, you know, so they also go out to the corporates, they go into hotels, they, um, they, they like, um, work with, other designers so also sis isabel she has open days at the moment at her studio and mm-hmm. other designers are joining her so it's a very good dynamic what does the african designers have and then like fashion week does once a year the pop-up shop you know mm-hmm. where lots more can come under under that umbrella but i i feel like the the individuality and to show the story of your brand is so important. If there is no story behind it, then I prefer to talk about a dressmaking business rather than a designer business. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have a story, it's it's not tying into each other. And then it's difficult to get a buy-in from a buyer. Mm. So... I said Jenny wants I to come was, in. Yes. Um, I spent two days at the Business of Design conference last uh, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and every single speaker was adamant that, as a designer, I mean, it was basically aimed a, a lot more towards product designers yeah. than uh, fashion designers. But design, you know, principles are the same. Without a story, you have nothing. Yes. Absolutely. You Absolutely. have to have a story. So I will reiterate how incredibly important it is mm-hmm. to think about Narrative, what yeah. goes into making yeah. your product, whether it's a garment or a bowl. Mm. Yeah. And what is your take, Jenny, on, um, you know, Africa? I'm sure you know, um, a lot about the African fashion industry. What is your take on where we are when it comes to just being able to experiment on different marketing, um, techniques like the pop-up concept? Yeah. And how do designers you, are being represented. Yes. And do you feel like we're actually aware of it? Do you feel like Africa is even aware of what it could do for their businesses? Do you, because there's a lot of African fashion designers who are very creative. No question about that. They've got a good product, but they are just stuck and they, they don't know where to take it. And I always say that rather than having it in the back room and sitting mm. there and being stuck, a pop-up shop is, is, is better than nothing. Absolutely. Just Absolutely. moving around. And use your network. Surround yourself with people who are Absolutely. Um, strong 
and use your network. They don't have to be somebody in your same industry. But, you know, if you've got an interior designer friend and you're mm. a fashion designer, um, an artist, you know, anyone. do your pop up in their home if they've mm-hmm. got a beautiful home and use their network of friends as well as your network of friends. You know, expand on what you've got around you. Don't sit and think, but I don't know enough people to invite to my pop-up. You know, you have to look beyond your very first circle. And then also, you you know, you're getting such um, a diverse range of exposure. And as Nicola said, you speak to each other about this is what I did recently, or don't you want to come with me mm-hmm. to this pop-up, or this is a, sounds like an amazing event, let's do something with it. I, I want to link in what <coughs> Jenny says, and and you probably remember, was it end of 80s or beginning of the 90s when there was the fashion show in the desert, and Xuli mm. was there, and even mm. Sheldon from Naked Ape mm. was there. Mm. Me not having any contact to Africa in those days yet, and, well, not personal contact, and I still have the editorials and the media and the press release. And from what Sheldon tells me, there were not a lot of people there, but the awareness mm. it created mm. worldwide, mm. you know, like mm. there was no internet. So you physically, I saw it in print. And mm. I think it's, it's like what Jenny says, don't be scared to think, you know, mm. how you can do it, how you can put a stamp to it. As long as you get the message out there and you create that awareness I for mean, your brain. Even if you just get 10 of the right people in yeah. the room in, in this era with, with um, the internet and Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. I mean, someone such as myself has a 50,000 reach on Twitter. So, you know, if you just get key people, that's already marketing for you. Mm-hmm. You're already getting exposure. Yeah. So True. don't underestimate, you know, the quality of person that you introduce into your space either. There's highly influential people and way more influential yeah. than me that have hundreds and thousands of mm-hmm. followers. But, mm-hmm. but Jenny, I just want to come in, you know, because I mean, you've, you're really one of the um, iconic um, leaders within, you know, the, the African co- continent. And she when won I, awards, I yes. saw them today. <laughs> when, 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 when we speak about um, the business of design, that whole conference that they have going on, I think that is so crazy crucial for the fashion industry as a whole too and to have people like yourselves and different influential people come on board in one thing and to educate i think education is so key um jenny why hasn't that come up yet jenny like why hasn't that big seminar that conference Mm. why isn't it there yet well um the business design conferences have just held their third their third conference so they will be carrying on and growing um and I certainly think that most of the information is absolutely valid for fashion designers as well. Absolutely. I mean, they will have a lawyer come and speak about legal mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trademarks. In- trademarks. IP. Um, uh, employment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what you contracts, business contracts, contracts. very important. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you get a lot of that information mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as inspirational talks. Yeah. You know, and then people will talk about their specific personal journey in design. And so there's a wide range of different information you can get, but the it is about running a business and it's as valid for fashion as it is for any other creative business or yeah. design business. I'm just gonna step in in 
in conversation with Jenny uh, before the show, I was speaking to her about the fact that everybody is a stylist um, these days in the way that <laughs> in the way that everybody is a trend analyst <laughs> these days and I think you know showcasing individuals award-winning in- individuals such as Jenny and her experiences and what she's done in the industry to to younger individuals wanting to come into the fashion industry is something that we don't have and we really really need because a stylist not everyone can do that <laughs> mm-hmm. and and there's a certain amount of skills and and a combination of skills that allows someone to be an award-winning stylist or someone that handles the business of fashion and i don't think i think many of those avenues what a fashion agent does what a stylist does what a trend analyst does is not understood and when you Absolutely. speak about education mo i think more and more people need to understand what the roles actually Absolutely. involve Abs- mm. and uh, one thing and that that i i love and i even told lucilla is uh, the the mere fact is at um your um, trade fair with um, sa fashion week there's actual line sheets so yes. i mean that is being <laughs> professional <laughs> So when a buyer comes, mm. not for real. So in when a buyer tanks. comes, yes. so when a buyer comes, a buyer can really see that yeah. this is something serious. And I think yeah. that's why SA Fashion Week and the trade fair has been so successful. Yeah, it's because it's still growing. Yeah. Designers don't understand that just a basic line sheet makes. A, a big difference mm-hmm. And a buyer is like Now part. I take you Now I'll take you serious yeah. Now I'll take you Correct. serious You know what yeah. Henny has been so quiet Henny Yes what, Henny What do you You're definitely new In the fashion design um, um, Business right He's a young and Yes yeah, yeah. And what do you What, are you, what is your take We're talking pop-up shops We're talking What are some of the ways That you're using To really push your brand Into your you know, into your into your to your target market. What are you doing? Sorry, before Henny comes in, I would just I also just want to say congratulations. Henny is one of our winners from SA Fashion Week and Menswear. So, uh, uh, congratulations, congratulations, Liz. congratulations. Almost <laughs> rude. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think for me, like when when we were starting out, for me, the first thing that. I really wanted to focus on was this idea of connecting with our market um, on social media, you know, making sure that we have a working website, you know, those kind of things. Those are really kind of the foundations, mm. I think, of actually being able to connect with your market, mm. you know, and, and for us, the idea of going to SA Fashion Week was also, you know, great thing for exposure. And, you know, even if we didn't win, there is still this idea that, you know, there is still a lot of exposure. I mean, some of the finalists from the, these competitions, they go on to do some really great work and very successful. You know, and, and I think, so for us, it was really from the start just focusing on laying those kind of very basic ground rules to, to get to our market. I actually have to affirm Henny here because Henny is actually one of my clients. And that's what's so interesting as a young designer, he invested in what I refer to as a tailored trend report in order to understand his consumers and who he was targeting before he started making 
anything. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. that is super, super smart. Wow. That's the way that you should do things. And I think it's the business of design. The business of design coming through on a fashion level. Wow. Guys, we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to take a quick break and then we obviously want to engage with Nicola on her trend report and then we can continue. Then we'll get to our favorite segment. Uh, keep it locked. This is Fashion Lab on Cliff Central. This is how we do. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Here we are again and uh, we are talking about pop-up shops, the pop-up concept and, you know, is it a feasible marketing strategy uh, for fashion brands in the continent? We're going to continue the discussion. We've got some really cool guests in the house. We're having a good conversation, but we want to just give it back to Nicola for a few minutes on the trend report. Nicola, welcome. Thank you very much. And as usual, welcome to my train report. Um, if you'd like to uh, chat with me via social media, you can go to at Nicola Coop. And if you've got any questions or anything you'd like to know about trends, you can hashtag ask Nicola Cooper. So just off topic or still on topic, um, <laughs> when it comes to platforms, um, you know, uh, SA Fashion Week has just sort of finished and tied up and it's just the start for for Annette. Um, but there's been a lot of talk around the cancellation of, of AFI and um, we can't really discuss the business of fashion without understanding the ramifications that that has. Um, and that brings up many different questions around Fashion Week as a platform. Many people are starting to believe that Fashion Weeks are becoming obsolete. Um, however, with the introduction of menswear week, uh, weeks around the globe, we're starting to see a shift in, in maybe focus. Um, but just to, to understand, um, you know, the, the sort of heaviness around this, the first fashion week in the Middle East happened on October the 1st to October the 4th. And it was supposed to be designers showcasing spring summer, um, 2015. Sorry. And, and this was in Dubai. And what was quite interesting is that, um, that it, it basically bombed and it bombed because 50 scheduled designers, um, who had signed up, um, but only 15 actually showed up. Now, I mean, that's quite a, a hectic thing to deal with when it comes to fashion week, but I mean, in the same respect, we've had AFA, and I'm, I'm trying to research a little bit better, and if someone does know, um, they can let me know, but the, the, the sort of rumor is that the sponsor dropped out. Now, that leaves quite a substantial amount of designers who have put money and effort into, into you know, providing lines for people to view, and yet now have no platform. And how do they deal with that? And then the question arises on the opposite or binary opposite is, is the, are the fashion weeks showing us what we need to see? And I mean, this is a really pivotal thing because there's a whole change and shift in the fashion industry at large. Many people are resigning. Creative directors in, of large um, brands are resigning left, right and center. And magazine editors are, you know, sort of resigning. And 
We are seeing a major, major paradigm shift. But I'm just going to give you a few numbers because you know me. I'm a bit of a geek and I have to substantiate with evidence. But New York Fashion Week is the largest or seems like the largest event with 300 runway shows or presentations attended by more than 100,000 people, including buyers, press and invited guests. Um and part of the reason why it is usually so big is it incorporates men's, but now men's is a separate. Um, and the New York Economic Development Corporation reported that um, Fashion Week contributed $850 million a year to the local economy. And that's about twice the economic impact of the 2014 Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's fashion is massive in New York. Um, but if we look at other countries like Milan, in Paris and the concentration of the high fashion houses, nearly 40% of the women's luxury apparel brands shown um, this season were part of Milan's Fashion Week. And it's, uh, I mean, these are the 31% of the top luxury brands. And uh, um, according to the Federation France um, La Couture, which organizes the Paris shows, there are just over 5,000 accredited attendees each season, 2,000 of whom are journalists. Now, I mean, with Fashion Week just sort of ending and, and seeing... Um, how other fashion weeks around the country are attended and are acknowledged by the press. You know, I, I want to pose a question to, to our guest is, do, do you think that there is a ne- necessity for fashion week to change and or adapt in this um, sort of digital era with live streaming, etc.? and, have you seen it less attended? Like, what is your perspective on it? Because I know a lot of people are either for or against it. And for me, a platform is a platform, whether it's Instagram or Twitter. You know, if you're a young designer, you need a platform. And if you can get that platform, then go for it. But I, from the the expertise in the room, I, I would love to know what your thoughts are. I think on on a worldwide um, platform, and thank you for all those figures, uh, that makes uh, people more understand what the power behind is. I think a lot of fashion weeks have emerged. I'm not saying left, right and center, but I'm saying it. So, and that's, that's part of the problem. So that the, the, uh, let's say the people who are not fashion professionals actually don't know what the purpose is. So, mm. and if you talk about Paris, Milan, then New York following London, these were like the key fashion weeks and, and other events joining around the globe and, and also in Africa are then more like consumer events. You know, it's more like a fashion night out and yes. doesn't have the relevance to the industry. And I think also with the whole blogger movement where I'm absolutely not the expert, um, that, you know, that, that image got even, um, 
pushed more. So I think it's very important. And, and I mean, for South Africa, SA Fashion Week is the B2B platform. Mm. So it's, it's for the industry professionals and, and other fashion weeks have more like a consumer orientated angle and there is room for both, you know, yes. so, but the work and, and the fashion professionals need to understand that, that they talk about it in the right way. You know, the question is if, Events which are not targeted to, to, or which are not B2B events should rather have other names, you know, yes. and not use Fashion Week, um, yes. not in order to dilute the purpose of it, of that platform. Sort of ident- and identifying the correct crowd in order to invite the correct people in order to buy yeah. for, for, yeah. for yeah. retail. Yeah. Yes. Or give the designers the media exposure they need. Absolutely. You know, it's no good if the you know fashion editor's left standing at the back because somebody else is sitting in her seat yeah. and she can't <laughs> actually it's, it's see so the It's so true. Bars, it's know. so true, Jenny. We, we I had agree. to chase someone out of Liz's I chair. Agree. We were we were adamant to yes. get that person out. I of agree. Your seat. I agree. We, we got we got gangsta on them. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But also, I'm sure that. Um, Nicola will be delighted by this, but I'm sure your listeners might be interested as well. In terms of the international figures and the impact of fashion, um, the fashion business in the UK is bigger than the automotive business. Wow. So fashion contributes more to the GDP than yes. motor cars. Yes. Wow. yes. Now that yes. puts it in a really interesting perspective. Yeah. Mm. I know it's not the fashion week in London, but nevertheless, the fashion week is part of... Um, Getting all that, in, disseminating that information, exposing the designers, Absolutely. and it's very much part of what is behind the business of fashion. those yeah. designers yeah. And, and fashion. And and also, like, what's very important, I feel here in South Africa, it's like not a passion, you know. It's like Jenny says, it's a business. Yes. So and it's a proper industry. It's not like a hobby. And and if we can get that wording right and. And people who are fashion professionals and how Nicola said earlier, have a career in it, you know, you study it, you learn it, you work, you work in companies to get that knowledge. Yes. That needs to be accredited and not like, oh, yeah, like how you, you said, I'm the stylist now, so who now I have a say and hundreds of others think that's the right thing. So we need to be very clear who who or where sits the knowledge and also with the fashion schools in this country. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, though, but thank you for the trend report. Yes, <laughs> sorry, it did extend a little Sometimes, bit longer. Yeah, but it's, it's okay. It's nice when we all engage in the conversations. It makes sense. So that was the trend report. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just quickly want to come in on it. I think, um, and also as Jenny has said, what people don't realize is that they need to stay close to people um, like yourselves, you know, and people like um, Jenny and like Nicola and like people who are really knowledgeable. Because when you look at it, um, People need to understand that this is really, it's, it's a business, yes. you know, and you need to take it serious if you want to make it. And I think for me, like having a professional trade fair, I mean, last week we said we need to get rid of this word pop-up shop, you know, having a professional trade 
Yes. Like what, what, what we're running at SA Fashion Week, where when the buyer comes, it is absolutely professional. Yes. That sample range is hanging. That business, I mean, the line sheets is there. You know, when they and the come, quality control yes, is everything there. is in control. Everything mm. is in order. It is a business. Now, I think sometimes with, with, with different pop up, um, in, in parentheses, as Liz would say, you know, people, have this little flea market thing going on yeah. And that's why our buyers don't want to come mm-hmm. You know, because they're saying You know, first of all The, the, the designers um, cannot Give the, the quantity, the quality There's a lot of stories Yeah, as a trend analyst Pop-up is my worst word It's a dirty word Almost as much as peplum is I think it's really the idea of A concept or installation Or, you know, a story or a narrative it's, you know, a pop-up shop conjures up really, really bad mm. images. I, I don't know, in your head, you thinking flea markets. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking like half-hung I'm, garments. I'm thinking really, um, Nicola, that, you know, we have to go more into um, a professional trade fair as of what SA Absolutely. Fashion Week is running. Yes, I mean... Fashion week, it, it's also, it's not for everyone and not everyone. People need to realize, designers need to realize that fashion week is not for everyone. Yes. But more into a trade fair. I mean, that is where the real business goes down, where you actually sit down and you meet the buyers and you interact with the buyers and they place orders. I mean, I think for me, that is, that is the solution. Absolutely. Gu- guys, I just, my two cents is I really don't care what the pop-up shop is called, whether you call it popsicles or Whatever you call it I think it's more about What you do with it Yes Like when you look at this uh, Sony underwater Pop-up shop It wasn't even When I read the article It wasn't even so much about Oh pop-up shop It was more about What did they do That was so unique And how yes. did they get their, uh, their Their customer base Or their target market To feel like Oh my gosh This is such an amazing experience mm, So I think go. Yeah And I think that the pop-up shop Whatever We, we already spoke about it Last week Nicola Where we said Whatever you want to call it That makes yes. you f- make, Makes it feel Like a better a word for mm. you You can call it that But I think At the end of the day You need to still pop up I mean Whatever we yeah. can yeah. do you need To, to do continue something. popping yeah. up yeah. And yeah. to affirm What Janie said earlier It's about narrative It's about authenticity mm-hmm. It's about telling a story And clothes on a rail Is not enough <laughs> You know yeah. what I'm saying you, You've got to contextualize it um, Henny? Henny, yes, please. Please Sorry. talk. We just overpowered Henny. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I was actually going to just say, you know, I think it's, it's not so much about having something that's a, a novelty, you know, like yes. scuba diving or something like that, but it, I think it has to be considered. Every single element of the pop up shop has to be considered. You yes. Know? Everything from the look of the rail, what the hangers look like, you know, the colors, everything has to be considered. And then. It won't have that flea market feel. That's why we that's love you, Henny. <laughs> because it is that. It is that attention to but detail. But another thing is people don't know that buyers, and I still put them, and that you can come in here, buyers are seen as hierarchy. I mean, at the end of the day, that's who's they, making have the your key, money. they have the money. Yeah, so, I mean, they yeah, want to come into a space where they feel they're not wasting their time. I mean, they're there with money. They need to come and buy. You know what I'm saying? So I think any buyer, when you come into a space you want to come in into a professional space that's why majority of our department buyers are still going abroad and buying abroad because they feel that it then they're not the getting what it, they yes, need to do their business uh, jenny am yeah. i wrong am i wrong please 
<laughs> I can't really answer for the buyer's choices, I'm afraid. I think but I mean, but, professional um, wise, I mean, how we run things. I think it's important that whatever event you do, like Lisa, however you name it, that you communicate very clearly for which target group. Mm-hmm. Who is your visitor? Is it an industry professional like a buyer? Or is it an end consumer who wants to see South African designers and what's yeah. out there? So it's yeah. two different target groups. And I'm not saying you can do, you have to do two events for each. One could also combine it, but yes. then you have to be very clear. So you do, let's say, two trade days and you open on the second days for consumers, you know, so there. And I think there's a lot of room for different concepts, but mm-hmm. the communication has to be clear so um, people understand what to expect. Absolutely. And I think, you know, this is where Jenny's role is important because as a stylist, Jenny is the one that portrays or gives the narrative and tells the story. And I, I don't know if you can sort of, Im, sort of embellish on my knowledge as a stylist, but like, you know, wh- how do you tell a story in alignment with a brand, you know, that has a, a narrative and a, a specific set of rules? Well, you know, you, you, Work with visual clues. I mean, it, it has to convey visually what you are thinking about and what the brand or the designer is thinking about. So it's how to translate that into visual material. Um, and I mean, that's one of my most fascinating, that's the most fascinating part of, of what I do is to work with a concept, have an idea mm-hmm. that will support whatever the initial idea was or the initial concept i mean it's like all of us our role is to assist people in the industry to make money at the yes. end of the day it is about making money it is it's the bus- it's, it's the business of fashion exactly and henny how are you going to make lots of money well um that's a good question <laughs> um well yeah i mean we also kind of coming into the whole fashion week and, and doing um, buyer's lounge, you know, for us, when we heard we're going to buyer's lounge, our first thing was, okay, well, you know, now we have to look at production and, and mm. that's very important, mm. you know. And to follow through on your Yeah, team. yeah, mm. and, and pricing mm. and all of these things because at the end of the day, um, you know, I can design something that that looks really good but if i can't sell it at a you know competitive price it it doesn't really mean much and if you can't produce it then why are we even having it on the radio why are we seeing it Mm, and ultimately you know the goal is to be able to go to a statifids or something someone like that and actually be able to tell them look we can produce 300 units or however many thousands hopefully you know and and i think for us kind of now walking away from SA Fashion Week and having had this experience, our biggest thing now is getting that sorted and being able to actually deliver on what we kind of, you know, said we will deliver on. Yes. Really. That's I think it's very important. Fulfillment, yeah. 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 Henny, how can people get a hold of you? Our listeners who are listening? Um well our website is up and running. It's rogue hyphen dot com. And we're on Twitter, um, rogue underscore way. We're also on Instagram, although I should really start being more active on Instagram. <laughs> um, that's just rogue way, one word. And, and that's how can our audience connect with you? On Twitter, it's at 
the fashion agent and the same on Instagram, same on Facebook. Hmm. And the website is thefashionagent.co.za. And Jenny? Um, both Twitter and Instagram are at Jenny and Josie, and Jenny spelt with a Y. And then my website is jennyandrew.com. All right, guys, it's been very nice having you on the show. And before we wrap up, we just need to quickly go around the table and speak about who we want to address and why. Um, I know Nicola's tired of starting. I mean, anyone who wants to start? You I want can to start. start <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I was also still, Jenny and I discussed a lot of things before the show. <laughs> but one of the things um, that I love is is the, what I refer to as mature couture. So, um, you know, icons like Janie who are not slowing down on style as they get older and and those I think I want to dress more older or mature South African women or offer them products because I went shopping with my mom yesterday for a specific dress um, she and she's very fashion conscious and to find something for her was quite difficult um, so yeah I think I'd like to do the mature ladies of, of Africa that's very nice Nicola <laughs> I, no because you don't stop wearing garments no, after you, you turn you don't 50 stop you still have fashion. to get dressed every single morning absolutely and you know it's an opportunity to 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 really as you say you know carry on being stylish absolutely whatever you know don't um, ever slow down Jane but in terms of me wanting to dress someone else I would never be that prescriptive. I would never tell someone that what they're doing isn't right and that they, if they came to me to ask for my advice, I would very gladly help them. But I'm just not the sort of person who but would Jenny, come on. Like Jenny, like seriously, but really. You are a stylist. If you, if you had to dress someone, or have you not ever thought and said, gosh, that girl looks so bad, I want to like flip her wardrobe <laughs> over. Or, oh my gosh, she looks so good, I'd love to dress her. Okay, so Nicola wants to dress the older, <laughs> mature women. I would like some of the younger women to actually put on a couple more garments. <laughs> <laughs> Can't agree Often more. Often they're wearing a little skimpy top. I would consider it a top, but they consider it a, consider the, it a dress. Yeah. And so, so I'm oh, am I on that list? Am I on that list today? No, look at you, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> neckline, beautiful high neckline, elegant blue lace, and short dress. But it's not all exposed. Yeah, you, I get it. You know, too many people think that too much out is, they, is, yeah. is, is, is cool. There should be you know, one erogenous zone <laughs> showing, not yeah, all of them not at once. Not all of them in, at once. So <laughs> I think I would tackle the youngsters who think that a top is a dress. <laughs> Annette? For me, it's very important that people understand the value of clothing. Mm. So where does it come from? Who has manufactured it? So it's it's that whole, um, how do you say, like, to be conscious mm. of where you buy is what what you wear and what's the consequences. So and and that's why I love to work with the South African designers. And my mission is to dress all of us in South African designer labels. That's amazing. Yeah, brilliant. Nice, Henny. For me, it would be every Afrikaans were me. <laughs> <laughs> that really, the the tuta and the PT shorts. The we rugby to, I think jersey. we need to move away from that now. <laughs> it's a new day. Yeah, it's a new day. New South Africa. Let's move on. <laughs> Maury? 
I just quickly before I go into it, uh, there was a little something that came up that said, and there was this picture that was taken of us, myself, Nicola, and Jenny, and people said we look very unapproachable. They're so afraid of coming to us because the way we look. <laughs> it's we're very fierce, interesting. We yes, are it, it's that fierce look. Who I want to choose, and please don't bash me, is some of our designers themselves need a bit of <laughs> dressing so that people can take them a bit serious. You know, I mean, there's some people, there's, for instance, there's sometimes we can just be casual. But I think when you come and showcase, especially, you know, at a fashion, I mean, at least, you know, put a little bit effort in. I mean, please, guys, don't bash me. I'm just being honest because, I mean, the looks... No, we are looking at you because we agree with you. I no, just, okay, okay. I just okay. find it so hard. Wait, are how, you saying uh, we look appro- unapproachable? <laughs> I mean, how hard is it for you? Like, if I'm a designer and I'm selling a brand, how how can you not look live your, your brand? brand how? Yeah. I don't understand it. You know what? Today, I think I want to dress Nicola Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> yes, I think so because I'm having, um, a, ba- having yes. a bad day. No, I think no. Generally, you're a very stylish woman. You know what you want. You know who you are. You know how you want to present yourself. You know how you wear who you are. You actually wear who you are. I just wonder what it would what would happen if I dress you and how different it would be. So it's just I would love to experiment. And I think you have a good frame. I think you have a good good energy. Um, you're a confident woman. I love to dress confident women. So it's interesting to see what my clothes would do to you. Next week, Liz. All let's, right, let's do go. it. Let's go. Okay. Uh, just, just before we wrap up quickly, um, a few of our listeners in the USA um, has asked me, is Nicola South African? Yes, Nicola is South African. First generation <laughs> South African. Um, Scottish. Sorry. Yes, blood, yes, yes. But first generation South African. South African, isn't yes. it? And also, thank you so much to our global um, listeners. A lot of them has been reaching out um, to us and they're saying thank you that, you know, we're opening up a gate into for them to understand what is going in what is going on in Africa because everyone has this own little perceptions of what it is that's going on but thanks to fashion lab people are really now starting to understand and really connect with people that they don't know exist i it's mean like wonderful. your annette and your jenny's and you know but uh, thank you so much and please continue listening and download our, po- yes. our podcast thank you thank so you. much you and africa please we want you on the show we want to hear what your thoughts are we want to be able to help develop the whole continent so that when we grow we all grow so yes. please keep your tweets coming connect with us we are on www.fashionlabafrica.com we love you. We want to hear from you. If you're badly dressed, do not talk to us. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> ciao, ciao. <laughs> bye. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com.